When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I feel like this is going to be a lively show today. If people wound up. Okay, uh, let's start here. Mask mandates. A lot of people talking about it. There's a lot of confusion out there. Well, sure there is. Well, yeah, because it's going back and forth, and some states are saying we're doing away with the indoor mask mandate, but not for schools, which is like the one place where you absolutely should be lifting the mask mandate. Yes. It makes no sense. No, it does not. Uh but anyway, they're dropping the mask mandates not because the science has changed, but because the politics have changed, mm-hmm. which I I think is probably why they're not worried about the schools, because kids in schools don't vote. Well, that's probably true. Yes, uh, that's a good point. Uh, meanwhile, the CDC has not changed its guidance, which all these governors have used as an excuse in the past for these mandates. We're just going to follow the CDC guidelines. Right. And you have Walensky out there saying, not yet. Yeah. Uh, But the White House, oddly, is not criticizing these blue states for ignoring the CDC now, unlike what they did with red states like Florida and Texas. Human sacrifice. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the human sacrifice line got trotted out, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that? I think so. Uh, Anyway, here is the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, being asked about it and how she responded. Why are we not hearing the same messaging, criticizing states that are, you know, making these moves like we heard previously um, with, for instance, Ron DeSantis? Well, I would say there is a distinct difference between standing in the way, uh, which Ron DeSantis did, or Governor DeSantis, I'll I'll give him his full title, um, of teachers, uh, school administrators, and others taking steps to protect the students and their school communities. There's a difference between standing in the way of it, threatening to pull back funding, and allowing for local school districts to make choices, which is what a number of these states are doing. I'm baffled here. What's the difference? The federal government literally threatened to pull funding from states that did not enforce mask mandates. Absolutely. That is correct, sir. Okay. They're liars. That's it. That's a lie. That's a blatant lie right there. Okay. And you wonder how can someone stand there and say that? I mean, it's an obvious lie. And then I think to myself, wait a second. It's only an obvious lie to someone that pays attention and gets news from different sources. Right. If you only got your news from, say, CBS, name it, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, she could spew forth all of that bull crap, and you would just lap it up because you don't know any better. You really don't. That's one of the biggest problems. I think the number of people that are in that boat that are, is getting smaller. Like, people are wising up to it. Oh, I agree. 
because the trust in media, as we know, has gone way downhill. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be that group that just believes what she says. It's unbelievable to me. But that's part of the problem. Wow, man. Maybe she believes what she says. No. No, there's no way. Because it's constant spin. But, yeah, it's been cool to see, at least when it comes down to it, a lot of these jokers don't want to lose their seat, and they know that they have to switch gears fast. Because they say, well, the science has changed. No, it hasn't. What part of the science has changed? When they say that, has anyone heard an example? No, because there isn't one. Right. Oh, you could say, you know, cases are down. Mm -hmm. Omicron, you knew that was going to happen. But as far as the masks in school, we've known for months. It's not effective. And it was what? Early July. Early July. And and January, it was Scott Gottlieb, former FDA head, right? And that's what he said. Like, it really doesn't do any good, the cloth mask. It really doesn't. Right. But they kept going forth. I mean, Johns Hopkins. Oh, and that's a pretty completely different revered, story. you know, institution that issues that statement. This wasn't John Hopkins Mellencamp. This was <laughs> this was Johns Hopkins. When you're talking about lockdowns, then it did very little right. good. Yeah, no good. Right. They're, telling, all they're that saying stuff. that all the stuff we believed because we were we were told that. What was the Gottlieb line? Cloth masks aren't going to provide a lot of protection. That's the bottom line. This is an airborne illness. We now understand that. And a cloth mask is not going to protect you from a virus that spreads through airborne uh, transmission. It could protect better through droplet transmission, something like the flu, but not something like this coronavirus. (laughs) The science has changed. (laughs) It hasn't. We've known this. You started looking at polling numbers. Or uh, what's been said is probably true. There was a memo passed around from the DNC. Holy crap. We're going to get our butts handed to us in November if we don't switch course fast on this COVID thing. And the mass mandates and everything else. It's fascinating. More on that a little bit later. Meanwhile, this thing in Canada, the Freedom Convoy, is really something to see. It's not getting reported very well, in my opinion. But when you really look into it, it's fascinating what's happening because it's not really just truckers it's like the working class oh yeah saying we've had it with all these lockdowns all the mandates all of it our freedoms being taken away done yeah and so you've got uh, not only the protests there in ottawa in the capital city of canada uh, protesting vaccine mandates but you've also got the ambassador bridge between canada and uh, detroit very crucial thoroughfare there uh, for getting goods in and out of our country as well. And so they're blocking that bridge or restricting traffic as a form of protest. And and people both in our government and the Canadian government are just like, well, you're being very selfish right now in blocking this commerce. Why won't you just accept that we will be the ones who shut down commerce, not you? <laughs> <laughs> it's It's wild, man. It's wild. And all the communists and media are like mad now that the workers of the world are uniting and rising up. It's, oh, it's yeah. bizarre. Uh, so CBS Mornings did an interview with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, <laughs> a.k.a. the Dorcas, and yes. asked him about what I and many others have been lovingly referring to as the honking, uh, that big protest. Uh, and here is the question and answer. 
Okay. The anti-vax trucker rally in Canada. They've made some threats to come down here. Are you prepared for that? Individuals have a perfect right to exercise their First Amendment rights. Once they intervene in other people's freedoms and liberties, it becomes a more complicated landscape. But we're working with law enforcement to address any eventualities. Um, well, if he does his job like he usually does, nothing will happen. He'll do nothing. So, so if... You have people at a Black Lives Matter rally mm-hmm. climbing on top of a car, punching the windows, threatening the driver, and that driver floors it. The driver is described as a white supremacist terrorist. <laughs> yes. But if you've got a guy saying, hey, you're threatening my very livelihood, you have done it for too long, for the last two years, mm-hmm. over COVID, and it doesn't make sense, and you can end it, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to park my big rig and I'm going to honk the horn. That is something that uh, that complicates. That's that's threatening people's freedoms. So, Mayorkas, we'll shut it down. I'll take care of that. Yeah. Okay. I can't help but think it. My old buddy Big Kev, who you guys know, would look at Mayorkas and say, "You're too small. <laughs> You're not going to do that. You're too small. Can't do it." Well. But this guy is so full of baloney. And you look at what's happened at the southern border oh, gosh. since Biden took over, and it's not like it stopped. I mean, any time the dude with with the cool hair from Fox, what's his name, Illusion? Bill? Yeah. He's the only guy that we know that really reports on how many people are flooding through the southern border and then getting flown around to you know states across the country. Um Anytime he wants to go down to the border, he can report on more people just pouring across. Yeah. And fentanyl pouring across. Yeah, and fentanyl deaths. And Mayorkas, he, he's, he should have his hands full dealing with that. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, well, he's got Canadian truckers to worry about. Uh, so we're only like three days away from him saying, I, we are proposing a bold new plan. Our trade will now be conducted by illegal immigrants because they're really good at crossing borders. <laughs> You know what I want to see? Everyone give a big old whip to every trucker. So when someone comes near, they can just, now you want to see a whip? Here's a whip. Remember the whole horse reins yeah. thing with Mayorkas? What an idiot that guy is. Okay, meanwhile. All they have to do is, like, pack, a, like, 40 illegals into the back of their truck. They just let them right through? Yeah, right through. <laughs> it's funny. Um, Joe Rogan has really broken the spirit of some people on the left. Yeah. Because... There are people on the left that when they want someone's scalp, they get it. They get people canceled. They're used to it. All of a sudden, with Joe Rogan and Spotify, they can't get him canceled. And he is dangerous to them because it's a free speech thing. He can bring people on and give different ideas. They don't like that. And so you can hear the exasperation with one particular anchor, David. Uh, yeah, this is Allison Camerata on oh, CNN. No. She is beside herself that the attacks against Joe Rogan, remember it was first, it was he's spreading vaccine disinformation. Even though he's had people who are, well, pro-Biden, he's had Sanjay Gupta on from CNN Yes, to talk about the other side of it. He just has conversations. Well, now it's because some, you know, liberal dark money group put out a montage of him saying the N-word. Uh, and Allison Camerata just cannot believe that this guy hasn't been fired yet. I, 
Listen to this exasperated worrywart, man. Well, I admit I'm out of ideas for what to do about Joe Rogan. I'm, I'm officially out of ideas. <laughs> Nobody asked you. I can't believe we can't get him canceled. We're used to this. I'm out of ideas. I mean, we we said he was spreading misinformation, okay? We got Neil Young and other artists to say we want our music pulled from Spotify. And then nothing was done. We brought out the montage of him saying the one word that will get anyone canceled, <laughs> the N-word. I, I shouldn't even say the N-word. I should say just that word. I should be very careful. I never want to come close to that word. I'm not even going to say bigger anymore because it's just too close. I'm going to say larger from here on out, okay? <laughs> ah, But we can't get him canceled. Even the N-word didn't do it. What are we to do with Joe Rogan? Well, I admit I'm <sighs> out of ideas for what to do about Joe Rogan. I'm, I'm officially out of ideas. By the way, about this protest, remember, nobody knows who this person is except for people who are way too online and really into this world. But Brene Brown does a yeah. podcast. Apparently, people listen to her. And she had paused doing podcasts on Spotify over Joe Rogan. <laughs> She's resuming the Spotify podcast now after really? pausing them because she says, I don't have a lot of options now. <laughs> what dopes. <laughs> Strong, man. Strong. She was going to say that she was triggered, but she won't. She won't. It's too close. Yeah. Okay, she won't say it. We got to change all language. Oh, my God. What a bunch of fools, man. Jeffrey Tubin still work there? <laughs> Just saying. He does. Okay, a lot to get to. Um, Department of Justice quoted Martin Luther King. How? Why? We'll get to that much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Should remind you, I'm the Gen Xer and the Millennials, David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer is Scott Robbins. Say that every day. I was told to say it, and I'm going to obey. Okay? All right. What did the Department of Justice say? What were they trying to say when they quoted Martin Luther King? Oh, no. They they were arguing for leniency uh, for an arsonist who killed a guy during the riots uh, in 2020, during George Floyd riots. So this came to light because Representative Chip Roy, a Republican out of Texas, sent a letter to the Justice Department wanting answers about a memo in which Minnesota's federal prosecutors pushed a judge to have the cut in half the recommended sentence for an arsonist named, 26, uh, named Montez Terriel Lee. He's 26 years old. Now, federal sentencing guidelines suggest that Lee served 20 years in prison, but prosecutors said, ah, you know, 12 will be just fine because Lee's actions reflect his legitimate frustration with the criminal justice system. So what happened <laughs> is there's video of this. This okay. guy set fire to a pawn shop in Minneapolis on May 28, 2020. Uh, and apparently, unbeknownst to him, Oscar Stewart was still inside the store. This is a father of five. Uh, and he was I killed. remember this. I remember this. So the memo 
from the Justice Department opens by saying that violent and destructive riots in Minneapolis and St. Paul were preceded by, you guessed it, mostly peaceful protests. And the memo distinguishes between rioters who exploited the chaos to commit random violence and good faith demonstrators who got carried away. Lee apparently was a good faith demonstrator who got carried away by going and getting uh, multiple cans of accelerant, pouring them out in a pawn shop with a guy inside and lighting it on fire, killing a person. He wound up being sentenced to just uh, 10 years in prison by a U.S. District Judge, uh, Wilhelmina Wright, who is, by the way, a candidate to succeed Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, who is retiring at the end of his term. <laughs> cool. From the Department of Justice memo, though, they wrote, quote, Mr. Lee was terribly misguided and his actions had tragic, unthinkable consequences. But he appears to have believed that he was, in Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s eloquent words, engaging in the language of the unheard. <laughs> this was at the Washington Free Oh, Beacon, boy. By the way. So let me get this straight. So if you're caught up in the moment, yep. Uh, but it, it's you know the language of the unheard, right? And you just got caught up in it, yeah. And, and you pour gasoline, yeah, you know, on this fire and help burn this pawn shop down, which kills somebody. Okay, you need some leniency there, yeah, right. But if you were caught up in the moment, say I don't know January sixth, and you happen to walk into the Capitol, just walk in, take a few selfies, and walk away, you should get solitary. And you are. A terrorist. <laughs> I just want to know the rules here. And then the White House looks around and says, why do people think that we're soft on crime? This is crazy. <laughs> man, oh, man. Gosh, dang. Kill Share the this guy story with you. I know it's crazy. Prison, man. Okay. I don't know. There's a Christian pastor in Utah. All right. I'm trying to make this fast, but it's really funny how this ends. Um, he put something out on Twitter about modesty. Okay. Okay. And it said... Um, Dear ladies, there's no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low-cut shirts, bikinis, bra and underwear, anything similar ever. Not to show your weight loss journey, not to show your newborn baby, not to document your birth story, and then the post assigned your brothers. So I take that to mean, you know, a biblical meaning of other women like they're your sisters. And where you want your Christ sister, yeah. you know, posing in Instagram. So, you know, feminists, feminists lost their minds all over. Um. You know, I'm the proud member of the congregation of the Holy Church of Mind Your Own Business. You should try it sometime. You know, you are why the church is known for misogyny and the subjugation of women, all this sort okay. of stuff. And some women were actually then sending him pictures of themselves and their bodies. Mm -hmm. Right? And so what he did then was then tweet back, um, you know, if you're a feminist, I just want to understand that the Me Too movement meant something to you, right? Um, and I thought your sexual ethic was all about consent. Okay, now if it was a dude sending you naked pictures of himself and everything, um, that would be sexually abusive, right? And I would be a pervert, but you can do that to me? You got a lot of hypocrisy here. How is that supposed to work? Because well, I can't do that to you. Why are you doing this to me? It's a very interesting uh, counter-argument there, isn't it? And in the end, he says, not, none of us measure up, even to our own standards. But we're all hypocrites, sinners. 
you know, moral vagabonds. But Christ died for sinners. Trust and be free. I don't hate you, sincerely. Or sincerely, I don't. thought that was hilarious. Wow. The way that got turned around. Beto O'Rourke is not now interested in taking your guns. I can't wait to hear this. Coming up. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins okay better o'rourke listen we don't need to hash over the past on this show when a couple of guys on this show thought Beto was for real and a real player uh-huh. as far as national politics we don't need to Man, rehash you know that. i have there had, was one person know, that said he's a joke yeah. Yeah, the 80, terrible takes, but boy. The oh. 85 Bears have called Jamie, and they want their glory days rehashing back. I got plenty more. I got a whole list of where you were wrong. Do you want to go through that? <laughs> Jeez. It's not, it's not just a one-season win uh, there. Sure. I can. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have time right now. Mm-hmm. But former lover of Beto, David and Scott, have you seen this story? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, failed presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke <laughs> is running for governor of Texas. It's going to be a tall order for him considering his signature issue while running for president in the democratic primary was well uh, hell yes i'm gonna take away your guns okay i'm gonna take your ar so during during a camp- very manly yeah <laughs> during a campaign stop though uh just this week he backtracked on that whole thing get a what? load of it what? I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. I want to make sure that we protect our fellow Texans far better than we're doing right now and that we listen to law enforcement. <laughs> what is going on? He remembered. He's what is for going on? <laughs> he's, this isn't a national political race. This is just Texas. In other words, that dog don't hunt, bro, and he is at least smart enough to recognize that. Right. <laughs> the thing is, though, man, is he jumped Golly. so far off the deep end on this yes. issue that I, I i mean, we can take a, a fun trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah, I'd like to bring fun. back Napoleon O'Rourke. <laughs> After the whole, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s, your AK-47s. So the guy was asked on MSNBC, so what happens if you try to, like, buy back guns, for example, and people don't do it? And he said, well, we'll send the cops to him. Gosh. In that case, uh, I think there would be a, a visit by law enforcement to recover that firearm and to make sure that it is purchased, bought back, so that it cannot be potentially used against somebody else. Yeah. Sheriffs across Texas were like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No. And this dude actually said multiple times that gun owners told him they didn't want these guns. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the time we were all like, do you know anyone? <laughs> I mean, anyone. Even from those Texans who own AR-15s, they've told me this themselves. I don't need this. I don't need it to hunt. I don't need it to protect myself. It was fun to use. I like taking it out to the range. But if giving this back or cutting it to pieces or selling it to the government helps to keep us safer, then by all means, let's do it. No, no, nobody, nobody <laughs> told him that. Who, 
Because, uh, like, there was a point on the debate stage where he said that he had gone to a gun show in Arkansas, and people who were selling these firearms told him, hey, man, you know, these things are pretty dangerous. I, 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 I would gladly give them up. I guarantee you that never happened. It's a hunting rifle. <laughs> right. But all of a sudden, it's like he bought into the hype of the left and then used it as some sort of faux story. Yeah, the the bros I hang with, with the ARs, they say they don't even want them. They don't. This is insanity, man. Like Some people have no shame. God. I'm looking at this host. We could do a whole show on Beto and laugh the entire time. We don't have time today. But when he admitted about my privilege... And he was just like almost on his hands and knees begging for the love of people of, you know, well, different color. Uh, yeah, my privilege. And I recognize that. Oh, the GOP is a death cult. That's one of his other greatest hits. <laughs> walls are, are racist. Oh, yeah. Walls and walls lives. lives. They do. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. Okay. Maybe more on that later. That might be too good not to revisit before the end of the show. Okay. From NPR, you have this story, David. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which skin color emoji should you use? Is this serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this story. Yep. Well, the story. The answer could be more complex than you think. Did you know that? No. So, <laughs> yeah, NPR puts this out. Some white people may choose, like, the yellow thumbs-up emoji. Because it feels neutral. But some academics argue opting out of a white thumbs up signals a lack of awareness about white privilege. <laughs> what this is NPR? This is, well, they've always been. I know, but this communists, is like, but, but this is beyond parody now. So how, how the article goes in 2015, five skin tone options became available for hand gesture emojis. Well, Alexander Robertson, an emoji researcher. Oh, my gosh. That's your gig? <laughs> said the emoji modifiers were used widely, but it was people with darker skin who used them in higher proportions. Instead, some white people may stick with the yellow emoji because they don't want to assert their privilege by adding a light-skinned emoji to a text. Zara Rahman, a researcher and writer in Berlin, also challenges the view that the yellow emoji, similar to the characters from The Simpsons, is neutral. Because on that show, there were yellow people, and there were brown people, and there were black people. She said there was a default in society to associate white whiteness with being raceless. And the emojis gave white people an option to make their race explicit. Raman admits there's no specific answer to all the questions about emoji use, but said it was an opportunity th to think about how people want to represent their identities. Unbelievable. I just realized something. As I'm, like, looking at emojis right now on my phone. Right. I've used the yellow emoji. Well. You, Am I going to get arrested by the race police? You, you listen. And it was because I thought it was white. I am partially colorblind. I'm not even making that up. No. I just I see it. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's the emoji. Mm -hmm. And then I realize, oh, there's there's a whiter toned hand there or thumbs up. You need to craft an apology. No, I'm not. <laughs> Stupid. Because when you 
you go to the emoji, it's the ones you use the most, right? Oh, I'm all screwed up. I I think I have a white thumbs up, uh, a yellow thumbs down. I think I have the white knuckles. But then the I love you sign is yellow. Uh, hmm. Problematic. Well, yeah, that that is definitely you not wanting to um, admit to your white privilege. Okay. I still uh, can't get over the fair. fact that there sure. is somebody whose full-time job it is to look at emojis all day. And I don't know. Is that who pays for that? Is that some university? I mean, we're paying for the NPR people. I'm just bewildered at, at somebody who's that's their job. Yeah. What's it called? The division of emojis. It's, a, it's an emoji researcher. <laughs> yeah, emoji yeah. researcher. Now, does he have something that we can send emojis to? Because I want to give him the cat that's crying. <laughs> if you don't mind. All right, moving Explain on. Explain the crying cat. Do I have to? Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, oh, you know what today is? What's that? Today is the day, on average, that people abandon their New Year's resolutions. Yeah. It is February 10th, the 41st day of the year. And that's like just, again, on average. That's why you don't make any, man. Um, well, you didn't keep yours. Uh, 40% say they're less motivated to change you know, than they were on New Year's Eve. And some say they were just bored with sticking to the resolution. Yeah. that I don't believe it. That sounds like a cop-out. Well, I'm just bored with it. No, you didn't have the willpower. You didn't want to. You just felt like you had to say something. You wanted to, you just didn't want to do the work when it came down to it. You had to say something, though, right, to fill the void. Yeah. So what's your resolution? Uh... But here's the thing. I want to celebrate someone on the show today. If someone didn't give in, someone is rolling on. As a matter of fact, they were even at it early this morning. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know who that is? I'm guessing you're talking about Van Camp because you well, sure as hell aren't talking about me. Got that right. Mm-hmm. Van Camp, man. After it. And, yeah. and you got some accountability, too. I do. Well, I, I, I got a buddy of mine who is a trainer. Uh, who And it just kind of started like something casual a couple of weeks ago. But he actually does it for a living. And he is uh, a little on the intense side. And so I'm a little bit afraid of him. I'll be honest. <laughs> when he well, gets I love the updates. I, I Seriously, after well, talking to David, just telling me the story, it motivates me. Well, tell, he is. I mean, he is. He's a big dude, and he and he likes to do myths and facts, and it's like one long run-on sentence. Well, right. Can you give, like, some examples? Because I, I think people enjoy it. Scott, it's a learning, a learning opportunity. All right. Okay. So, I'm so here. for example, okay. I'll try to put my beast mode cap on. And he's, okay. So, again, these are, like, myths and facts. Bring uh, myth. You have to do a bunch of cardio to lose weight. Fact. Cardio is great fitness tool, but fact. Strength and conditioning is more efficient. Myth. The best yes. cardio is running. Fact. Climbing stairs and brisk walking uphill is more than enough to achieve your fitness goals. <laughs> Myth. Yes. You need a bunch of equipment to build strength. Fact. If you do wall sits, push-ups, and sit-ups three days a week, you can cancel that gym membership. Fact. Let's go. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Private cowboy. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, was that, does that get you going, Scott? Yes. Because you have a goal. You just haven't got to the goal yet. We want to help you get to the goal. Thank you for that. Did, wow. 
Maybe I just call this guy. Should call me. I'll put him on speaker every you day. Should. Yeah, he'll he'll berate you for thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, today, today we're like doing deep stretching stuff because again, he's like he's like because you worked it hard yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. So was, today is was the hard, stretch day. So today yeah. is like a rest recovery stretch day because myth, you want your muscles bulky, <laughs> fat. You want them to be firm but pliable. Yeah, he's getting after it. Functional and, strength. And we were talking about nutrition today too. He's like, today we're going to talk about nutrition. I don't call it dieting because it's a myth that you have to sacrifice to get healthy. Fact. It's not a sacrifice if you're upgrading your life, bro. There you go. Upgrading your Whoa. life. Man. You don't want to have heart attacks again, right? Well, no. See, no, see, no. I don't have my hand guy. up for that. Yeah. Hey, I got a clean bill of health yesterday at my doctor's office. so That's mm. awesome. I'm good. Except your goal. Which we're here to help, not to hurt. <laughs> What? Even my goal. I'm never going to tell you again, ever. You said it. at the beginning you wanted accountability. Any of you and then anymore. accountability no. comes knocking on your door and you run the other way. Jamie, I'm tired. You're tired? Yeah. What does your buddy say to well, that? What do I have? I'm There's tired. no such thing as tired, Scott. <laughs> Man, when you're tired, you can't get your gains. Fact. When you're tired is when you get the most gains. Yes! <laughs> Upgrade your it. life, bro. <laughs> now go with Christ. I love uh, that. The Church of Fitness. <laughs> I love that, man. Oh, man. We got a sad story to talk about. Bob Saget, what he died of? Oh, God. That's scary. If you haven't heard this, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Bob Saget. When he died, was that? Is that a month now? Yeah, about that. People were thinking it was probably something to do with the heart because he went to sleep and then didn't wake up. And it turns out, maybe you saw the story, it was head trauma. The family yeah. issued a statement saying the authorities have concluded that he accidentally hit the back of his head on something. Thought nothing of it and went to sleep. No drugs or alcohol were involved. Hmm. Went on to say, as we continue to mourn together, we ask everyone to remember the love and laughter that Bob brought to this world and the lessons he taught us all. To be kind to everyone, to let the people you love know that you love them, and to face difficult times with hugs and laughter. It was 65. It was January 9th. Well, you know, you've heard stories about people who have had traumatic head injuries and not realized it. Or didn't think it was that bad or whatever, and they just they feel tired, they go to sleep, and they don't wake up. That's why they stress to keep you awake. You know, when I first heard the story, I don't know what your reaction was. Mine was, how is that possible that you could have right. head trauma and not know it? Yeah. Well, Like you'd hit your head hard. Be like, you'd know you were messed up, right? Yeah. And then I thought, you know, way back, uh, 1993. I thought about you right away. Yep. Long, long, long story short, I was attacked with a baseball bat, got hit in the back of the head, had a skull fracture. Right after it happened, my buddy um, helped me into my apartment. I was bleeding out of the ear because apparently if you have a skull fracture and there's no cut, the blood's got to go somewhere. So it's rushing out of my ear. don't mean to be gross, but that's what happened. 
And he kept saying, I, you know, I got to get an ambulance here. And I was, I kept saying to him, no, man, I'll be fine. I'm fine. I'm just tired. I just want to go to sleep. He's like, you don't understand. He's like yelling at me. You don't understand. And I started to realize I wasn't all with it because he had said at the time, what was I, 25 years old? Yeah, probably. I got to get a hold of your parents. What's their number? I couldn't remember their phone number. I I couldn't remember my address. Mm -hmm. So when he called to get an ambulance, he had to go to one of my bills on my table to give the address. But the mindset, yeah, it hurt. There's no doubt about that. But you don't know that you have a skull fracture. You're just like, I just want to lay down for a little bit. Yeah. With Bob Saget, he wouldn't have had trauma like that. That's what's scary. Right. Is that he bumps his head how hard enough to when you go to sleep, then you die? Right. Holy smokes, man. man. I mean, head injuries are terrible things. Yeah. My dad, that's how my dad died. And hard to predict. That's right. Yeah. I mean, my dad's skull fracture. Yeah, Yeah, died. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, uh, pretty serious stuff. But I'll never forget your deal. Because then you went to the hospital and came home and then went back to the hospital. Yes. Because they thought it was all right, but it wasn't. Right, it wasn't yeah. all right. Oh, yeah, good dude. lord, man. Spinal tap, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I, that's why I give you grace when you're on the show all the time. I'm like, well, he said. You a, tell me I have a, a mental illness. You right. don't even mention the fact that I well, had a skull fracture. It, it wasn't your fault. Well, it's I mean, a mental know. illness compounded by a, a brain damage. Skull fracture. Yes. So ADHD, brain damage. Yeah. Radio show makes sense. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then. The person that helps us the most with the show said, you should sort of lead it. <laughs> what? Right, exactly. Why? Yes. How oh. about one of these other guys? I don't even want to do it. Okay. Equal opportunity here. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here's something. <laughs> something that I would bring up because I thought it was kind of cool. And I, now that I see it again, I'm like, Robbins will probably hate it. Underrated acts of kindness. Something that you can do that means something to someone else, but you probably wouldn't think so. You're already rolling your eyes. Well, I'm just waiting here. Yeah. David's at least interested. I'm interested in that. Underrated acts of kindness. All right. Top response was saying thank you. I'm doing better. Oh, you take all this personal. I get it. (laughs) Well, it's you make it personal. So there, it's a list of things Robbins doesn't do. Do right. I didn't make it personal. You automatically started self-reflecting. Hey, can you do that? You could say please. I say a thank you would be nice. How about a please? <laughs> you bark orders. You do. I'm sorry. Like, hey, mental midget. <laughs> hey, brain damage. You want to go get those papers off the printer? <laughs> Jerk. The other responses were just smiling at someone or giving someone a compliment or congratulating someone. Those little things uh, mean a lot to someone. Yeah. Really nice. There's a lot of love on this show. Thank you. This is the Robbins Van Camp and Martin Show. <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Black going on. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. We appreciate you being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, this news should be, well, not a surprise to anybody, David. No. Well, it turns out that a whole lot of people are very confused and don't trust public health officials in the age of the coronavirus now. This is Pew Research that says nearly two years after the coronavirus outbreak took hold in the United States, Americans are increasingly critical of the response to COVID-19 from elected office holders and public health officials. Now, this does not apply to hospital systems locally. Like where you live, there's a good chance that you and your neighbors uh, have no beef with the people who have been providing frontline care. And, and totally honestly, agree with that. And yeah, that's so true. I really don't know why you would in most cases, right? Mm-hmm. But 60% of adults now say they've felt confused as a result of changes to public health officials' recommendations on how to slow the spread of the coronavirus. <laughs> that is up 7 percentage points since last summer. 57% say changes in health officials' recommendations on how to slow the spread made them wonder... If public health officials were holding back important information, well, geez, why would that be? And 56% say uh, it made them feel less confident in those recommendations. Of course, once someone lies to you, you don't trust them anymore. It has to be built back up. Right. Then let's say they didn't lie to you. Someone you know gave you advice on something buy this product, whatever it might be, and it turns out that it sucks. They give you another recommendation. Say, well, they're they're right some of the time, but now I'm just a little hesitant. Right. Not quite sure that this person can be wrong sometimes, even without any sort of evil intent. Right. And then you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust them on that issue. And again, how many times has this happened with health officials? Over and over and over. Really interesting. Well, it, there's a company line, and then a very qualified individual challenges the company line, and he's booed down, and he's crazy, and he's tinfoil hat, and he's not, you know, it's there's no other differing viewpoints that are allowed to seep into the system. Yes, that and aren't mocked. And not only that, but there's no explanation for the said misinformation. No, exactly. We because we don't know what it, it's misinformation is anything that is not part of the line that's been thrown out there. Yes, it's just a differing of opinion based on the same science. You know, this was pretty interesting because you see so many people on the left and in media talking about um, vaccine hesitancy, and it's all about misinformation. I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named David Sachs. He owned PayPal. He's one of those. Silicon Valley tech guys that's buddies with Elon Musk and um, Peter Thiel. Just a brilliant dude, mm-hmm. right? But not exactly political. And he was on the Megyn Kelly podcast talking about a number of different things. And this part came up because it's refreshing just to hear someone that's very intelligent explain something just in a common sense sort of way. And that's what he did with this. It's not because of misinformation. It's because of distrust. It is distrust that these officials have earned through their actions, through being repeatedly wrong by trying to cover up the truth. I mean, going back to the very beginning of COVID, when Fauci was initially against masks, then he was for them. And his own explanation of why he gave that original position is he said he lied to prevent a run 
on PPE. So these officials have earned our distrust. That is why people are skeptical. It's it's a it's an earned distrust. Absolutely. I don't know how people can't see that. Yeah. Or you believe in conspiracy theories. No. Right. You can't trust what the officials are saying. I mean, I know a lot of people thought, at least for me, was going too far when I said, Fauci's got to go. I don't remember exactly the first time I said that. Like, he's got to be fired. You can't trust him. He betrayed your trust when he did that. I mean, not to mention everything else. We could do a whole show on Fauci. But, yeah, something should have been done a long time ago. Um. Let's talk about Canada. Talk about misinformation. (laughs) The way our media is covering what's going on in Canada. Oh, yeah. It's an insurrection going on in Canada with the truckers and the Freedom Convoy. This is something, David. Yeah, especially when you had an entire media apparatus that was talking about mostly peaceful riots less than two years ago. Now suddenly this is a big problem, even though it is absolutely, by definition, mostly peaceful. Do you have a clip? From the dude that's with Rebel News uh, in Canada. It's like the only sort of conservative news outlet yeah, up there that's been covering this it, stuff. It's um, Ezra Levant. And he was talking about something. He's been covering this. He's been on this. And he's been the, the interesting thing that he's pointed out, as we've pointed out before, too, is that so many of the people who call themselves socialists are suddenly really upset by the working class coming out. It's not just truckers. No. But by working class individuals coming out and saying, uh, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. We've had it with mandates. We've had it with you shutting us down. We've had it with all of it. We're done right. here. So this is uh, Ezra Levant on uh, the Megan Kelly podcast. Yes. Overtly socialist political parties. that has overtly socialist political parties that claim to talk for the working men. They are demonizing this workers' rebellion. It's the most legitimate, authentic, organic wildcat strike, really, in in probably a century in Canada. And what's amazing is the parties of the left who used to stand with the workers against the big corporations, who used to talk about my body, my choice against medical procedures they didn't want, who used to be skeptical of big pharma, uh, who, who wanted personal privacy, The parties of the left have vanished. And so this trucker rebellion doesn't just appeal to conservatives. In fact, 57% of Green Party members in Canada, Green Party, say they see themselves represented in this convoy. Wow. (laughs) This is the issue that's brought it all to light. I mean, I think we've talked about this before, and I felt this way. I mean, I was brought up in a household, a a Democrat union household, where I was brought up, and I was taught from early on the Democrat Party is the party of the working-class working man, and the Republican Party is the party of the rich guys, period. And there was some truth to that at the moment, that there was more of a blue-collar feel to Mm -hmm. the the Democrat Party. I mean, the party of Harry Truman and the party of JFK and the party of LBJ. But it... It's. I say my dad's gone now, but I can't even imagine him looking at this party today and seeing anything he can relate to as part of the Democrat Party. I don't. I don't see anything. They have ceased to become the party of the working man. That's for sure. Well, that's why I think so many on the left were so shocked when you had union members, working class, voting yeah. for Trump. Yes, because they couldn't identify with the party. They can't. 
And that's what you're seeing in Canada. Yeah, I think, and I love that take because I think it's absolutely true. Yeah. I think it's happening everywhere. This is no longer the party of that. But, man, there's cracks going on all over the place with Trudeau in charge up oh, yeah. there. And oh, then different areas that are backing off mandates. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the fascinating thing is that we've heard so far from Biden administration officials, because this absolutely affects commerce between our two nations, which is pretty critical yes. for yeah. a whole lot of things. Uh, whether you're talking about lumber, whether you're talking about the auto industry, that's why that ambassador bridge between Canada and Detroit, which the truckers are blocking a lot of that traffic, um, is so important. And Biden administration officials are throwing their hands up like, well, we're going to try to pull all these levers and we're going to see how we can come to a resolution. The resolution is freaking obvious, right? Drop the vaccine mandate when it comes to crossing the border. Right. If you drop that, it ends. Today, within the hour. Yes. Well, the dude that we just had the clip from, from Silicon Valley, okay, um, I also heard him say it was interesting. That he himself thought, if everyone got vaccinated like a year ago, that this thing would go away, right? He got vaccinated, everything else. He's been boosted. But he's like, to have the mandate now is ridiculous. It doesn't stop you from getting it, and it doesn't stop you from spreading it. So this makes no sense. And to see this tech billionaire, who is a very smart person, say, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, yes, that's what anybody that's been reasonable has said. It just doesn't make sense. Okay, maybe it keeps you out of the hospital. Maybe it keeps you from dying. But it doesn't affect your neighbor anymore as far as you you giving it to them. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. By the way, talking about that roadway into Detroit being blocked. Yeah. And then you got the auto dealers. Did you happen to see this other story where GM and Ford have started talking to their dealerships? saying, stop charging over sticker price, or we're going to start cutting off the supply. Wow. Because there are a number of dealerships across the country, like because of supply and demand, hey, we can charge more, make a little more. I guess GM and Ford are basically saying, hey, this is going to last forever. Stop doing that. Well, but we're not going to be giving you any more cars. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it's that, and also, especially with used vehicles, it's, uh, a lower supply anyway, so they're trying to make up lost ground for the fact that their inventory is lower than it usually is. Yeah. They said it's just about 10% of the dealerships doing that. So interesting. Uh, something else out there. Oh, we get this every year. Half of Americans want the Super Bowl moved to Saturday. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like that. I'm in favor of that. Uh, you know, you would rather have that than the national holiday on Monday? Oh, I have a choice? No, I'm just saying. Oh, if I have a choice, I'll do the national holiday on Monday, yes. Okay. David? Um, I'd rather have it moved to Saturday than have the national holiday. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much of a problem with just the way it is. No, I, not not so much anymore, I mean. I don't party anymore. Back a few years ago, yeah. It was, I was going to say, it you was go, a painful Monday morning. Yeah, 25 yeah. years ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to expect you to work the next day. Yeah. Anymore, I'm like, I don't know. And there is that tradition to beat it on Sunday. Yeah. Well, Super Bowl Sunday just kind of goes part, it does. part of our vernacular. Yes. yes. You know, that sort of old thing. Yeah, you always see the polling like that. And again, 
When does that end if you do do the national holiday on Monday? What else do you do it for? Oh, I got six or seven things. I bet you do. Dr. First Lady Jill Biden confirmed something, and some people are very upset. you got to hear this coming up. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Dr. First Lady Jill Biden is in the news. Why, David? Oh, because uh, I guess she's admitting that I, I don't know why she's speaking on behalf of the administration, but apparently she is. Well, probably because she's pulling at least some of the strings on the marionette puppet that is known as Joe Biden, currently yes, called sir. the president of the United States. Uh, but according to The Hill... Uh, she said, oh, by the way, uh, we're not worried about providing free community college anymore. She said this during a community college summit on Monday, saying Congress hasn't passed the Build Back Better legislation yet, and free community college is no longer part of that package. Quote, we knew that this wasn't going to be easy. Joe always said that. Still, like you, I was disappointed because, like you, these aren't just bills or budgets to me, to you. Right? We know what they mean for real people, for our students. I'm thinking about everything that was in Build Back Better. Yeah. What they were going to work after. Yeah. It does seem there was a lot of other crap they could have started cutting before that one. Oh, I think that, and I I mean this in all sincerity, I think if you start talking about uh, federal funding to help some people go to like get an associate's degree or go to a trade school i i think you'd get some you'd get the votes for that if it were Probably a standalone would. yeah yeah but you but but when you're talking about bailing out four year degrees masters degree recipients no, 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 phd's no, 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 no. nobody's in favor of that well, again you are good at remembering stats i just know it's huge Mm-hmm. When you're talking about student loan debt yeah. and people on the left say, no, you got to, the government should pay off all that debt. Yeah. <laughs> it's helping mostly people that went to graduate school, right? Mo- yeah. The vast majority is graduate school and the largest beneficiaries of it would be people who come from uh, upper middle class backgrounds. We're right. not actually talking about, because the thing is, is like a lot of people who are lower income, there are already grants. There are scholarship opportunities that you can get to where, and I know this is one of those things that liberals never want to admit, but a lot of the people who are supposedly like the downtrodden and whatnot. <laughs> the downtrodden and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> but, but look, but they're not the ones who are walking out with the most amount of debt. It's the person no. who went and studied acting or something. Right. Who whose parents pull down more than six figures a year. You know, that those are the people who have the most amount of debt. Right. They're 38 and serving coffee. Right. And are pissed. Yes. Nobody else's fault (laughs) that you're in that situation. And it's not that people don't have compassion. Sure. But my goodness. For a lot of these people, I don't have compassion. I know. I I have no compassion whatsoever. 
Sorry, but if you spent $120,000 getting an acting degree from Boston University, that's on you, bro. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. your fault, not my problem. The other thing I wonder, and I really don't know, so I'm just, just spewing off. I wonder how much pushback there was to that whole thing from universities across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, free community. Right. Uh, the, we want him here for four years. It is, it is kind of funny that the one thing that would demonstrably improve the lives of lower income people and, and minorities, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever category you want to pick from what you think of as low income, the thing that would objectively help them the most is something that's the first thing off the table. Well, isn't that, honestly, the Democrats play every four years. You go to poor people and say, we're here for you. Right. We're the ones looking out for you. Here's these programs we want to do. And then (laughs) when you try to jam a bunch of other stuff in with the thing that people were really caring about and it fails, Republicans kept us from doing it. But vote us in office again because we're here for you. It's a load. People fall for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry to do it, but I'm going to bring you an update on, I always say it wrong, too. It's Kanye West. Is it Yee or Yay? It's Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Like Kanye. Yay. Got it. Um, I think he's desperate now to get back with Kim Kardashian. You heard the story because their eight-year-old was on TikTok and Kanye didn't like it, was shaming her publicly. Anyway, apparently... Um, he posted a collage of photos of Kim from some Vogue photo shoot with their kids and said, God, please bring our family back together. Hmm. Right? Hmm. We've also heard the news that he wants to kick Pete Davidson's, who is dating Kim Kardashian. That actually keeps you up at night, Scott. Well, it does. I don't get it. I'm, it drives we, you crazy. We've already explained the Pete Davidson thing. Yes, we have. I know, he, David. He's the middle reliever, okay? He's the guy who's going to come in. He's good mm-hmm. for... What forty to yeah forty pitches, fifty pitches or so. Not a closer. Not a closer. Then he gets definitely. kicked to the curb for the yeah, closer. Yeah, yes. not he's not a not definitely not a starter. He's good enough. He'll he'll play every other game or something. Like Few that. laughs. Yeah, and then gone. Yep. But anyway, Kim said in that interview with Vogue, she doesn't seem all that interested in taking him back. So yeah. for so long, I did what made other people happy. And I think in the last two years, I decided I'm going to make myself happy. Her whole life has been making herself happy. What is what is going on? I knew I knew I did this reaction. That's why I want to do the story. Stupidest. Okay. And that feels really good. She said. And even if that created changes and caused my divorce, I think it's important to be honest with yourself. Oh lord. And about what really makes you happy. I've chosen myself. I think it's okay to choose you. Isn't that the modern message? Yes. You have kids, you moron. You've been choosing yourself for you anymore. 30 years. <laughs> there you go. Gosh dang. Uh, Al Sharpton in the news. you got to hear it next. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Breaking news, David Van Camp. Wow. 
You know, it's kind of hard to extrapolate too much from a single approval rating poll. But when it's coming from CNN and it has to do with Democrats, this has to sting just a little bit. Okay. New CNN poll. Nearly 60% of Americans disapprove of how Joe Biden is doing as president. 41% approve. Only 15% of respondents strongly approve of his performance. I can imagine that. I mean, what's been done? Right. (laughs) Seriously. I know. Accomplishments, anything. Yeah. It's like the car that won't start. You keep waiting for I it. Mean, to, uh, 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 imagine it, it won't turn over. Yeah. The all new Joe Biden from Chile. So, so, of course, Republicans have him at like 9% approval. That's not all that surprising. Uh, Democrats have him at 83% approval. That's actually kind of shocking because that's down 11 points since last summer. Wow. And what was that number again? 83%. That's still insane. Uh, I know, but at the same time, he, as David says, 9% Republicans. Yeah. Where are they? <laughs> they're like, you know what? I approve. Yeah. He's, he's doing, he's doing pretty good so far. Put his governor and when he's free K. I approve. It's, 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 it's comedy. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. and Liz Cheney. Right. <laughs> We're always wondering about what independents have to say. His yes. approval's at 36%. Again, Ooh. pretty much in line with. That's a little bit higher, but more or less in line with uh, what other polls have found. But um, speaking politically, and you know this, David, you know this stuff. That's incredibly bad. That's really, really bad, yes. Yeah. No. Um, I also thought this was interesting, and this doesn't have anything to do with Joe Biden directly. But it had. it was in this poll, and it was talking to people about where they felt like we were with the coronavirus. And, you know, there's a partisan divide, of course, between, you know, is it time to move on? Is it not time to move on? What are we doing here? Uh, should mandates end? Whatnot. But this is really interesting to me. The question was about, is it time to learn to live with the virus? 64% of people with children under the age of 18 said, yeah, it's time to learn to live with it. That number drops to 54%. For people who don't have kids. Right. And the reality is because there is, there is actually literally a reality divide, right? If you don't have kids it's, under the age of 18, if, well, how is your life drastically affected by the COVID mitigation procedures and whatnot that are in place all over the country? If you got kids who are under the age of 18, your life is drastically changed in a lot of cases. It has. And honestly, even if you have kids that are college-aged, that are going to college, and there are still either mask mandates or there's something going on with vaccines, or basically you're paying for this education-slash-experience that you're really not getting and you're feeling ripped off, there's that in play, too. Oh, sure. Where it's affecting people's lives Mm -hmm. in an incredibly negative way. Have you seen all, well, all the research by people under the age of 25 and what the pandemic has done to them mentally. I mean, it's been an effect on everybody, but especially younger people and younger girls. It's awful. Mm-hmm. So to your point, yeah, it means a lot more when you have kids. And then there's this other aspect that, honestly, in my opinion, doesn't get talked about enough. But there is a group of people that are older that only watch legacy media. 
And a lot of ladies, and I mean, if you look at the numbers, it bears it out. And a lot are petrified mm-hmm. of COVID and are living in fear. Oh, yeah. And I know this is going to be a shock to a lot of people, but some of those people can make life miserable for everyone around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody's in a family, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. There's that going on, too. And you try to bring out facts and just a reasonable conversation, and you have a heck of a time doing it. I'll never forget, David, when you gave facts to somebody, we don't have to go who it is, anything else, and they would not believe you. Yeah. I mean, stone-cold facts. <clears throat> yeah. There. Well, there, there are a few examples of this. Uh, one of them that was so shocking to me, and honestly, I'll never forgive CNN for doing this to a person that I care a lot about, but... It was when I think it was Palm Beach County Schools. They had just reopened. They didn't Mm -hmm. have a mask mandate in place. Well, they did. But the story from legacy media was this, that that evil governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, had told these schools, you can't tell kids to wear masks. And that means that masks were illegal. Remember this? It was the first week of school classes uh, resuming. And it was a few hundred kids. Uh, had to quarantine because they had tested positive for COVID or they had been around somebody who had tested positive for COVID. And the person that I was having a conversation with was like, I just can't believe what the governor of Florida has done to people. I mean, you're talking about, uh, what was it? It was around like five, 600 people, maybe somewhere around there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's banning masks. And I said, well, actually, that school district has a mask mandate in place. You have to proactively opt out of it, which is what the governor has told parents they have the right to do. You can opt out of having your kid wear a mask. Uh, And the vast majority at that time had not opted out of it. Uh, So in in essence, you had, I mean, like over 90 percent of the people were masked up in that school district. And then this person said. Well, I mean, that's a few hundred people, and it's not a very big school district. It's one of the biggest school districts in the country. You're right. talking like a hundred and what seventy thousand people in it, right? So, if that were just a city, and they had, let's say, let's call it six hundred infections, COVID infections, it wasn't even that high, but let's say, for the sake of argument, six hundred out yeah. of a hundred and seventy thousand in a city, we would be asking, what are they doing? Because that is incredibly low. Yes. Not to mention school had started two days before, which means. But the message what? they got was right. you need to be scared. Yeah, right. And, and this person's killing people. Yeah, and, and every step of the way, you're laying these things out and every yep. step of the way. Well, no. Well, I, I just don't think he should have banned masks. He didn't ban masks. <laughs> but this is. They and are, it's lie one lie after another after yes. another. Yes. You know, meanwhile. You know, on the same note of the polling for Democrats, okay, and this is a completely different story, switching gears, but this is what this party represents now, okay? We see the video of the smash and grab robberies all over the place. The one video that was making the rounds yesterday was a dude going in just leaving a store with steaks. Yeah, I saw that guy. You you were talking about it. Hey, that's my meat. Yeah, he's walking out with steaks. Okay. And so you have Al Sharpton saying, you know, basically this is wrong. I'll play you the clip. But the author of the 1619 Project is upset with Al Sharpton 
for what he said. So I'll play you the clip first. This was Morning Joe, and I think it's Willie Geis bringing it up, and Al Sharpton's a, a part of the panel rolling. It is true that people are just walking in and walking out with it. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you go to a local pharmacy, Drain Reed or, or Rite Aid, any of them, and you've got to get someone to help yeah. assist you. I mean, they, they have the little button there. Yep. You hit the buzzer, and the guy comes over and unlocks your toothpaste. Yes. I mean, we're talking about basic <laughs> stuff <laughs> What did I miss that we now have to lock up toothpaste? Before I get to... Uh, That's a valid point. Thanks, Al. <laughs> Jones, it, it's actually not a new thing. I mean, people have locked up different products before, but if you locked up the products that got stole the most, you were racist. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that, I mean... Honestly, that's not a new thing. It's just people are taking stuff all over the place. Well, I think toothpaste is rather new. Yeah, that is yeah. new. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so Nicole Hannah-Jones, um, she she tweeted out, uh, this drumbeat for continued mass incarceration is really horrific to watch. Seriously, this is her reply to Al oh Sharpton. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. A person stealing steak is not national news. And there have always been thefts from stores. This is how you legitimize the carceral state. Shame on you, Al. For Holy wanting people. Smokes. I know. It's crazy. Wow. Like, I don't know what Al Sharpton's supposed to do there. Just is he going to also just bend the knee? You're right. I, I shouldn't have spoke out against that. I mean, this is insanity. You have to have law and order. Well, and this is what that party has come to represent yeah. because that's what it is. The far left took over the party. Yeah. And this notion somehow that he's stealing them because, well, he's got to eat. He doesn't have any food. Oh, please. It's garbage because he's going to go around the corner. He's going to sell them for five bucks or whatever. Right. And, and that's the end of that. I, I did not have uh, Al Sharpton upholding white supremacy on my 2022 bingo card, but... Here we yeah, are. I'm kidding. That's a good one. Yes. He did. Something else the Democratic Party has come to represent is the insane sort of trans movement. And anything you say against it, you're transphobic. Yeah. This takes another step in that direction. This is wild. This is amazing. So on Tuesday, there was an award ceremony in the UK. It's called the Brit Awards. And Adele won Artist of the Year. Now, it used to be best male and then best female artist, but they wanted mm-hmm. to go genderless to be more inclusive or something. And so now it's just best artist of the year, right? Okay. And she said during the award ceremony, I understand why the name of this award has changed, but Adele went on to say, I really love being a woman and being a female artist. I do. I'm really proud of us. I mean, ah! I really, really am. Adele is now considered a trans-exclusionary, radical feminist, a TERF. (laughs) So she has joined J.K. Rowling. Yes, exactly. How dare you celebrate womanhood? Don't you know real women have testicles, Adele? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but don't men who think they are women love being a woman? See, that's where you get lost in the narrative, right? Because if yes. you say trans women are women, then you then yeah. you should not even say trans women. No, trans 
guy who thinks he's a woman would say, I love being a woman. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, right. I mean, why else would you, you know, flip the script like that? I... I get confused by the whole thing. As a woman or any menstruating person in this country. See, I, it all loses me. Yeah. It's nonsensical. So did she walk it back? Is she going to apologize oh, for saying that she's she proud can't. to be a woman? Yeah, she doesn't have to do that right now? She's not going to do that. Well, these people are going to be screaming at her like, you know, like goats or something when she does rolling in the deep like they have before. That's what it's going to sound like. This is probably disrespectful compare people to goats, but the screaming is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. It's a special version. I love the remix, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe she wants to identify as a goat. I don't know. Poll found out Valentine's <laughs> Day, the least popular major holiday. Anybody surprised? No, not really. Why is that, Scott? Well, I think it's a flip of the coin, depending on where you are in your life, right? I suppose so. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't have a Valentine. Oh, so that's, yeah. Yeah. A little bitter, because I suppose you could have had it all. Right. But she didn't, and it ended up bad. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, yeah. (laughs) I thought so. It's a government mandate that everybody has a date. (laughs) (laughs) can't get enough of that. All right, I'll be done. Okay. Changing your diet really could add 10 years to your life. We'll get to that and a news update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Police chief is calling it a nationwide insurrection driven by madness. (laughs) Driven by madness Madness. in Canada. The Freedom Convoy with the truckers. Insurrection. Well, as they're blocking the Ambassador Bridge, which connects Windsor, Ontario to Detroit, as we've talked about, as part of the Freedom Convoy protesting vaccine mandates in Canada. Uh, Ford, Toyota, and General Motors have had to shut down uh, some plants or otherwise curtail production as a result of this now. Yeah. People are rising up. They've had enough. Oh, yeah. And that's the amazing thing, as we were talking about it earlier. It's not just truckers. It's blue-collar workers. It's farmers. It's a number of different people coming out, you know, in support. And throughout the entire country. And I forget who it was that put this together. Might have been Gravian. I'm not sure. But it was like a whole montage of United States media meltdown over what's going on. Oh, yeah. That's always enjoyable, isn't it? So much fun. This is kind of our insurrection by air horn moment. (laughs) I think it's part of the globalization of Trumpism. Canadians know where I stand. There hasn't been as much violence as some had perhaps projected, but that does not necessarily mean that it has been peaceful. Reports of severe vandalism and criminal behavior. Streets are clogged. That's, by the way, that's a lie. From the reporters on the ground there. Yeah. 
That, that's a lie. The honking is incessant and deafening. This pandemic has sucked. <laughs> that Trudeau, when he's trying to say it sucked for all of us. But this is criminal activity for all Canadians. Residents that I have spoken to who say they feel terrorized, intimidated. Residents say they feel like hostages. Residents in that area say that they are being held hostage, (laughs) that this freedom has essentially, this freedom convoy, as they call it, has essentially imposed a lockdown on them. You know, they never talked about people in neighborhoods during the riots of 2020. Nope. How they were scared to death, couldn't go anywhere. And begging for the police to come. I remember playing those clips, mm-hmm. and our media would not cover it during the Floyd riots. Unreal. Some protesters harassed a soup kitchen. These anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths of that the homeless. That's also Shut a lie. Up, you liar. Yeah, that that was fake news. Yes. No, a guy walked in to the shelter, and they said, hey, this is only for homeless people, and they left. Taking food from the mouths of the homeless. They never explain why these guys are doing what they're doing either. No, remember, it started from Trudeau in Canada. This is just a fringe group. Right. And they're just racist. Right. Misogynists is what they yeah. The homeless. Hungry, hungry, yeah. Because they were, they're, they're, they're so put upon. There have not been any violent outbursts. However, horns have been honking for 12 <laughs> to 21 hours a night. It's called horns. a nationwide insurrection. <laughs> Our media, man. Just feckless. Just so shameless, too. I you know, the thing about these people, and, and again, you can have strategize one of two ways. You can say, well, we don't do this sort of thing. Or you can say, you know what, you got to push hard and you got to push back. Because if you don't push back, they will steamroll you, man. Changing your diet could add 10 years to your life. I mentioned that real quick. Uh, that's the new study out. You believe it? 10 years for women, 13 for men. Wow. Um, okay. They said plant-based. No. Yeah, probably the 10 years you don't want to live, right? right. Miserable 10 years. 10 yeah. years on the toilet. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Still a lot to get to. Yeah. Where do you want to start, David? Uh, Well, Joe Biden uh, says he's going to be working like the devil to try to bring down prices. Because I don't know if you saw this. I mean, inflation is out of control again for another month. Now we're seeing increases, the likes of which we have not seen since 1982. I asked in 40 years. Oh, my goodness. They said it couldn't be done, but Biden. (laughs) One man did it. Well, uh, Biden, the president, who is absolutely not senile, it's a stutter, you hateful person who calls him out. No, it's not. (laughs) No, this is not a stutter. Uh, This will get your confidence in the economy back again, I promise. This is the president today speaking about build back better and how this is going to help. Okay. And look... 
The fact is that we're in a situation now where, uh, um, you know, you should have peace of mind. I know food prices are up, and we're working to bring them down. As I said, I grew up in a family where the price at the pump went up, you filled it. And I understand. But these things are necessities. We're working to bring down prices where they're not totally what families, in fact, uh, have to pay now. You still have to pay for child care. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Child care is a cost for millions of families. You still have to pay your prescription drug prices. You still have to pay for health care. You want to lower the cost of living for people, help them in those areas. So there's more than one way for a family when it comes to raising their standard of living. I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down, which I'm going to working to make sure that we keep strengthening the supply chains to bring the cost of energy and everything else and the goods that come to America oh down. Oh, my gosh by helping the ports 24-7, by changing a whole range of things that, you know, what's okay, happened with COVID, gotta, we COVID gotta has time caused out. significant increase in prices in the supply chain. Oh, my God. Well, none of this makes any sense at all. None of this makes any sense. None of it. So gas and food are, eh. But child care, I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore. It's- I Seriously, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, what is, it is a second language. Gosh, dang it. Do you it, want me to try to explain what I think he's saying? Because I hate to be even put in that position. Because go ahead. I because say, you're going to yell back at me. I know, me, but it's this not is me. just so ponderous. Yeah, well, I think what he's trying to do is say, hey, I understand that inflation's at a 40-year high. You've got all these prices. But I'm also trying to sell Build Back Better, and that's not an easy thing to do. So I'm going to talk about things that supposedly the base cares about, right? like more help with child care, things like that. But somehow he got off script or couldn't Way read off it. Script. Yes. I mean, was he just answering a question? How did that come that, about? That, that's him talking. That's just his part of his supposedly prepared remarks, I think. Well, what? What, what's I I don't understand where you're coming from here, Scott. I, what is what is not crystal clear about well, what is said in well, these eleven to, seconds? Okay, the prices at the pump listen, starts with that. It goes listen. to food. It goes you, to you got to listen to understand. They're not necessary. You keep I talking. Listen, listen to right. understand. Just just listen. I don't understand why you're confused about what the president was saying. By helping okay. the ports twenty four seven by changing a whole range of things that you know. What's happened with COVID, COVID has caused significant increase in prices in the supply chain. Yeah. No, it hasn't. Don't be I'm mad not saying at me. there's not a contributing factor Don't going on there on some COVID's level. Fault. But again, this is basic 101 economics. You flood the market with cash that was unearned, and prices go up because you have more of it flying around. And you have less things to buy, and it just—I don't know. This none of this makes any sense. Well, to me. I don't it, even know what he's talking about. Okay, I've the given party up on this. Is splitting apart. Everything is coming apart at the seams with his plan, <laughs> yes. with the party, and in a lot of ways with the country. And I feel like he's out there. Man. But the first part of this was about gas and food, right? Yeah. And was there some parallel there that that's not as important as 
I'm not. I, I'm not really sure what that meant. So I'm sitting here with headphones saying, on, listening very closely to. I know. By the way, I know. Well, that's a problem. But I don't understand it, D- David. Do you understand this? Can you help me on this? No. I well, please see. What, please. One I'm of losing my, my mind here. Here. Okay. Okay. One of the things that may be at play here is that he had a speech written out for him. He had talking points written out for him. But unfortunately, he left them in his jeans pocket when they went through the cold cycle. So he pulled them out, (laughs) and he could kind of unfold the paper again. But there were ink blotches. You know, some of the paper kind of tore. He had to reassemble some of the words. And, And what you get is this jumbled mess where he goes from talking about gas prices to look child care okay right I, that, right care. yeah thinking about build back better and you know it, more mental health workers you know the, all of a sudden out of nowhere you know that happens every we need more mental health workers right, right we need that yeah, you, you know, know who who among us doesn't just stop mid-sentence and introduce an entirely new right topic? different yeah. yes <laughs> right but in my brain, sometimes I trick myself into thinking I just didn't pick up on that. Well, we need clean needles for drug addicts. You know that. People are very, really, really drug abuse from the violence against them. You, you know, yes. golly, man. Wow. Okay, we got to move on. There's Wait, other stuff. How can you hear that and go, everything's okay? You can't. Jeez. All right, uh, David. Let's talk about Canada. Yes. Because this is really interesting, and people are wondering if it's going to happen in the United States. I, I think it very well could. I do, too. Um, and it already is affecting the United States because, well, the, what's happening is a lot of people in the working class, a lot of truckers, mm-hmm. are protesting in Canada over vaccine mandates. And they have shut down the Ambassador Bridge in large part, which goes between um, Windsor and Windsor, Ontario, and Canada, and uh, and Detroit here in the United States, and that's a major thoroughfare, obviously, for trade between the two countries. What is it like? A quarter of all trade happens on that bridge, and in the United States, and so the bizarre thing to me is that. The Biden administration is out there acting like there's nothing they can do about it, and they're just trying to work with, like, trying to find some middle ground. It's pretty clear what the truckers are saying. Absolutely. We're not doing the vaccine mandate. You're not doing that anymore. And we're going to shut this down to the point where now you've got auto manufacturers in Michigan who are shutting down some operations because of this blockage. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've got Brian Deese with, uh, what is he, the National Economic Council, somebody in the economic wing of the White House or the Biden administration, out there today saying, well, we're, you know, we're just really not sure what we can do about this. Okay, I want to hear this. We're working in real time to divert uh, cargo, and as you showed, that that's an imperfect solution, either by rail or by other bridges or by water, but we're working on all of the uh, elements that we can do in that uh, case, and then staying close to our Canadian counterparts as they work to uh, think about how they are going to approach the uh, and and try to diffuse the situation here. I, I want to be very clear. 
There are strong feelings about this issue. Legitimate peaceful protest is, of course, something that is always encouraged. Okay, end right there. Yeah. I bet he's going to say something else, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. But taking steps like this that do nothing but hurt the economy, hurt families uh, who are you know, just trying to uh, make a living and hurt our economy uh, really make no sense. So when it's a protest for a cause you're in favor of, it's all cool. Yep. But if not, it's just selfish. Hmm. Interesting how that works. You all right, Scott? No, I'm not. I'm not all right. This whole day i mean holy smokes dude be hopeful this is how it gets turned around sometimes you gotta hit i'm, rock I'm hoping so turn it around dude look at the independence right now yeah people know what's up they understand what's going on in the country i mean i don't know that that was the case say third quarter of 2020 but enough has happened yeah that it's been the old red pill moment for a lot of people going this is jacked man yeah and i and I'm sorry, but if you were not listening to the cries and pleas for help from especially older African-American women in places like Minneapolis and Philadelphia during the Black Lives Matter riots in 2020. Yes. If you were not concerned about them, if you thought, well, the protest is just and therefore, you know, hey, you want to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. Then I'm sorry that you're triggered by these peaceful truckers. But I just don't care anymore. I know. I don't care. No, I mean, think about this. Truckers, how many people do they come in contact with? You have to get the vaccine. And again, we're at a point now where we know it doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it. And they're saying no more. I mean, when would any of this end? Freedom's being stripped away. I mean, I could go off on a tangent right now, even about free speech. The point was brought up recently. I'll try to make this really short. Think back to when the founders talked about free speech. What was it? It was in the public square. You know, like standing up on crates. Yeah. And people hear you. What is it today? Well, it's all over social media. And if you have the wrong opinion, you get silenced. And we've seen this over time. And it's just a little at a time, little at a time, little at a time. And finally, there's a group of people, and it's the working class, saying, no more. We're done. We are done. It has to happen at some point. Stop messing with our kids. Stop messing with our livelihood. Stop it. Yes. Stop Speaking it. of kids, real quick, um, <laughs> poll out. You can a- answer this, whatever you think. Would you support adding cameras to classrooms so that parents could live stream their kids' education? Yes. Yes, yeah, I would. I would too. Yep. Yeah. That's 45%. I don't have it in front of me, but I bet you five years ago, that would have been a whole lot lower. But now people have also woken up to what their kids are being taught. And, and by whom? Yes. And, I mean, it's indoctrination. It's, you know, what it is. One other thing. Who's more likely to take gym selfies? Is it men or women? Oh, it's got to be men got to be, right? You think? I, I'd guess women. Really? See, Robbins? It's turn around. You won one. You're right. Beast mode, baby. <laughs> Dave Chappelle in the news. You got to hear this next.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Controversy again for Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and this is really stupid. Okay, can you explain this story? So, so what happened was he lives in a small town in Ohio, Yellow Springs, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And the town council there was looking at approving a new development. And part of that project involved, uh, quote-unquote, affordable housing, which, you know, the projects. Government-subsidized housing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And meanwhile, in that same town, Dave Chappelle is look in that same area. Dave Chappelle is looking at investing a whole lot of money into building a restaurant, building a comedy club. And at a local board meeting, he decided to show up and he's like, no, I'm going to pull my money out of this if you go ahead with this, because you're going to devalue what I'm putting in. I have a clip of that if you want to hear it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, here it is. I just want to say, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while they ticks out a $65 million a year company. Okay, I think this is edited. It was early this morning. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, man. Here's the rest. David, I think we're fine. Hey, I think we're fine. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. You got to risk it for the biscuit, oh, man. Crap. Just roll it. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I am not bluffing I will take it all off the table. That's all. Thank you. See, we're fine. I am not bluffing. I, yeah, bluffing was the one that scared me. And he called them clowns. I know. You, you look like clowns. I am not bluffing. No, he's not bluffing. Is that them giggling in the background? Somebody was. Yeah. Oh, he's a comedian, you know. It's it's funny when he gets outraged. Kind of like you, yeah. Robbins. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Oh, they are. They already voted against the portion that would uh, would include the so-called affordable housing uh, project. Now, the whole development deal was called an affordable housing plan, but basically, it's three out of a hundred and forty some odd lots would have been for future affordable housing. <laughs> the rest of the homes would be priced between two hundred fifty thousand and six hundred thousand. Yeah, but it's like, hey, look, you're going to add this cookie cutter development and then you're opening up the possibility of putting in place something that would devalue everything that we want to put into this town. But the controversy is, well, Dave, that's racist. It's not, especially because that particular element of it, the, again, quote unquote, affordable housing element wasn't even theoretically going to be something that popped up in the next couple of years. This was something that would be planned for a future date. Also, I'm sorry, but if you're paying a ton of money uh, to either live somewhere or to start a business somewhere, it's not hateful to say, I don't want, you know, a whole bunch of low-income housing there because it is a magnet for crime. It is a magnet for bad things to happen. It's one thing if you're talking about, putting up duplexes here and there, Mm -hmm. you know, for families that apply and are approved to go in there. It's not about saying I'm against poor people living in my neighborhood. That's not it. It's large developments, large scale developments that absolutely are magnets for crime, drug dealing, things like that. Well, it seems like this happens in, well, it does happen in towns across the country Mm -hmm. when there's talk of this and somebody you know, there's a group of people saying, no, we don't want this built here because then property values go down and uh, racist. Mm-hmm. 
It's all those sorts of things. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because it's one of Scott's favorites. That is Governor Christy Nome. I like her. I know you do. Mm-hmm. South Dakota. Um, and I figured you'd get a kick out of this. She is inviting unvaccinated L.A. County deputies that are facing termination to move to South Dakota. Come here. Come on. We've seen well, this a number of yeah, different times. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Good. From different states. Why rid yourself of the headache? Come to South Dakota. Yeah. I get that. Um, I know you have the trifecta coming up, your top three stories of the day. Yeah. Is one of those about Walensky from the CDC? No. Okay. I wanted to make sure. Because some people are wondering why Democratic governors are now going rogue on the CDC over the masks. You know Because the CDC is still saying you should be wearing a mask when you're indoors out in public. But you have governors saying, no, we're done with it. I mean, Jersey, Illinois. California, well, except the schools. Well, yeah, which, which makes, no, makes sense. no sense. No, makes no sense. Um, but you know, this will be fascinating when the book comes out. I guess five years from now, maybe ten years, whenever it is. Where was Rochelle Walensky getting the talking points from? That's not her. It's coming from somewhere. Sure. Was it Fauci? Was it somebody else? Uh, it's. I, you know, I don't it's know. It's not following it's not, the science. No, it's not. So. She's, she really is, I, I worry about her. Oh, man, I, I wouldn't want that gig. It's like she's going to be in a ball, just roll up in a ball and just weep. Well, I'm waiting to see what is in your top three stories of the day. Okay, well, yeah. And there's also what the president had to say today about inflation. Yeah, You're well. still trying to decode what he said. God. Which is something. It's really interesting. Get to it all. Coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We're all three looking at different stories at the same time. We got the trifecta with Robbins coming up in a few. You have a news update, David? Well, I think it's amazing to see the so-called fact checkers and media still going on about uh, the crack pipe distribution plan, <laughs> which explicitly talked about funding <laughs> so-called harm reduction policies, which would fund. The ability to go buy crack pipes. Yes. But then did they take that part out of the plan, the uh, pipes, but they were keeping the needles in? Because well, I was they, fuzzy on that. Right. <laughs> because well, it was they, almost like they saw different people pick up on the story, and it was like a red alert. Oh, my gosh, th- this is terrible for our party to yeah. know that we're giving away crack pipes right. to drug addicts. Right. Yeah, if you're diabetic, you can't get syringes paid for by the government. But if you shoot heroin, you do. Okay. Nothing to see here. So do we know definitively, are they not going to go with, with the crack, crack pipes? pipes or is it still in the plan? Now, in, in the in the safe smoking, excuse me, the safe smoking kits, apparently it's <laughs> things like lip balm and... <laughs> 
<laughs> and and uh, hand sanitizer and whatnot. But part of the provisions of this with the, again, they call it harm reduction, where they do provide money for local nonprofits or uh, municipalities to go out and buy the paraphernalia. It's insane. So the fact checks are based on the idea that, no, they're not sending out crack pipes because they're literally not having a box that has a crack pipe in it that they're sending it out in, right? Like like Joe's not in the West Wing, you know, boxing up crack pipes one by one. <laughs> but the point is, well, is that you delegate got... that to Hunter. Right. <laughs> no, you'd you'd never you'd never get those things sent out. Yeah. That would be a crack pipe laundering scheme, sir. Yeah. But yeah, but because money is actually going towards the purchasing of paraphernalia, it's not actually a false report. But, I mean, I, I saw, and it was one of these automated things, but I saw KGW had it in, in Portland. Like, no, they're not very, it's one of those corporate blast type things that shows right. up on all of the company's websites, news yeah. websites. But it's like, no, that's actually very misleading because if you follow the links, it very much does cor- go towards funding the purchase of paraphernalia. Yes. Michael Schellenberger, who, I mean, and I could be wrong on this, I used to think was very much liberal. Yeah, that book, San Francisco, talking about how the town has been destroyed basically by liberal policies. And this is one of them. And he's out now, you know, filming interviews with addicts that have come to San Francisco from all over the country. Why? Because they're basically getting paid to do drugs. Yeah. That one dude, I saw that dude last night, was making $670 a month. This is given to him. To get high, essentially. Uh, Yes. Yeah, and then he talks about the part of, and sometimes, you know, you sell it. You sold it, um, I think it was fentanyl, if I remember right, right. to two 15-year-olds. Yes, and showed and them how him, to use it. Taught them how to do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So funding that, and it doesn't seem like we're trying to get to the root of the problem with the opioid epidemic. After a record number, was it 100,000 deaths yeah. uh-huh. last year? It, it makes no sense. There's no, I mean, there's no way to defend that. No. All right. We Maybe there should the be a mask policy there because if you have a mask on, you can't smoke it. Well, the cloth mask, it doesn't do very much. You just smoke it right through the cloth. But you just cut a hole in it and <laughs> sure smoke you can do it. that okay, too. Got it. Yeah, okay. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, every day at this time, and help by Scott's low hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Uh, today and from his top 40 days. I'm ready. Okay. And starting with three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is backing off the gun grab stuff now that he's running for governor of Texas. Well, if you remember, during the 2020 Democrat Party primary season... Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Yes! Yes! Hell yes! Well, apparently the winds have shifted, politically speaking, for Beto, and now he's saying, nah... I'm, I'm not going to take anybody's guns. From I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. I'm not. Yeah. Defend the Second, Second Amendment. Second Amendment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hell yes. We're going to take your AR-15. Napoleon O'Rourke. Hell yes. I never thought of that before. That's what you're hearing. You're hearing. Some... I hear hell yes. 
Do I you hear it, David? I do. Napoleon hear it, Dynamite. Yeah. 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 You hear? It? Okay. Okay. It's in your brain now. Napoleon Dynamite. All right. It is a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I guess the Napoleon was. Heck yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's very Napoleon esque to I'm me. Gonna, I'm going to take your tots. <laughs> Not taking your AR-15s anymore. What the heck are you guys doing? Trying to ruin my life and make me look like a friggin' idiot? Yeah, that is. That is him. <laughs> You're right. Wait, was that when you played that? Or Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, right, exactly. Because <laughs> you hear, hell yes. That's right. <laughs> okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Two. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is getting another shot at representing America on the world stage, going to the Munich Security Conference. Yeah, not going to France this time. She's going to Germany. Big Munich Security Conference meeting. The White House made the big announcement today uh, that she is going to go to Europe, and here's her job. She's going to deter Russian aggression against the Ukraine. Heaven help us. So she's going to be there with a panel of other world leaders, and they're going to have their little headphones on and their microphones. It's been suggested that perhaps when Kamala gets there, they just pipe in like 80 soft rock into her headphones <laughs> She can't hear anything else. Well, I want to know. This is another failed adventure. What talking points she's going to stick on. Exactly. Nobody takes her seriously. Because if you get her off script, that's when the gold happens. Wasn't that on the COVID strategy? Yeah. What they were going to do? Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that... There are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. McGurkin! That didn't mean anything. No, it's... it's I know one thing. If you have a person on the left say that they have tools in the toolbox and they're going to use every lever, Mm -hmm. that means failure is coming. Mm -hmm. Because it's never worked. Every time they say that, we're going to use every lever. Well, I'm hoping she brings the same skill set with her that she's been using at the southern border to solve that crisis. Yeah, no, this this is actually a really, really big problem. And the, and, and the point is, and I understand where our government is, they're between a rock and a hard place, or, you know, they're between Kamala Harris and a senile old man. It's a very serious conversation because there's a very serious thing happening between Russia and Ukraine. Now, today... Uh, uh, representative of the U.K., Liz Truss, uh, who is a minister for women and equity, uh, had a joint press conference with Sergei Lavrov of, of Russia. He walked out in the middle of the press conference. He said talking to her was like talking to a deaf person. And what Russia does in its own territory is none of her business. <laughs> That's the way the real world works, man. Yeah. What's her What's her title again? Uh, well, she is a uh, foreign secretary and minister for women and equity. It doesn't mean anything to a dude yeah. like that. They're like, I deserve to be yeah, heard. But- I'm sure she thinks that. It's not going to work. Yeah. Remember those places you used to work for, and instead of giving you more money, they threw a title at you? Yes. That's what I feel like is going on now. Everybody's got a title now. Well, yes. There's two... Millions of new titles. To a large degree. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, a lot of times with those positions are actual jobs, at least at the university level. Yeah. And the governmental level. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're getting paid. Okay. I know we got to move on. Well, oh, yeah, I think 
you saved the best for last. This I, well, is the this trifecta, is to me the big Scott story Robinson, of the day. Top yeah. three stories of the day. Yeah. And I think, are we ready? I think so, yes. Roll it. I don't know what and happened. finally. Casey was, I think he fell asleep. Did he? I don't know. One. No, he's there. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, President Biden has talked about inflation today because inflation hit a level we haven't seen since 1982. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it rose to 7.5%, as you mentioned, highest in 40 years. Well, what are we going to do about it? Let's just get to the clip. Well, he can tell you if you let him. All right. What are we going to do about it, Joe? The fact is that we're in a situation now where, uh, um, you know, you should have peace of mind. All right, that's all you need to know. Based on oh, what? What's your story? I, you want to hear more? No, based on what? I know food prices are up, and we're working to bring them down. As I said, I grew up in a family where the price at the pump went up, you filled it. And I understand. But these things are necessities. Go yeah, ahead, Scott. These things are necessities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're working to bring down prices where they're not totally what families, in fact, uh, have to pay now. Okay, I, I I don't even know what that means. I think he's trying to say we're going to try to lower the prices. <laughs> Just it took a little while to get there. Prices where they're not totally what families, in fact, uh, have to pay now. Right, lower the prices. You Got still it. have to pay for child care. Child care is a cost for millions of families. You still have to pay your prescription drug prices. You still have to pay for health care. People already know that, right, Scott? I don't yes. want to get in the way of your No, in the national debt's $30 trillion. But we're pumping. There's money out there floating around that it, it's anytime you oversaturate the market with money, this is what happens. No, but I'm trying to understand what he's saying. I, well, I don't understand. I can't help you there. You want to lower the cost of living for people, help them in those areas. So there's more than one way for a family when it comes to raising their standard of living. So it's not just lowering the prices. I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down, which I'm going to work in to make sure that we keep strengthening the supply chains to bring the cost of energy and everything else and the goods that come to America. How's he going to do that? Well, I don't know. Oh. I'm sorry I'm asking you, Scott. Build was, back yeah. better, 1.5 trillion, whatever. Right. By helping the ports 24-7, by changing okay. a whole range that- of things that, you know, What's yeah. happened with COVID? COVID has caused significant increase in prices in the supply chain. Yeah, the whole ports twenty four seven thing. What garbage that is! <laughs> Just absolute nonsense. Well played, Brandon. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the number one story of the day is uh, we're going to be hosts for a while. Is that what it is? Well, maybe for decades. Yes. Because of the policies. And there you have it. Okay. Right. Because right. the port needs to be operating 24-7. You know my advice is buy guns, ammo, crisis garden, <laughs> non-perishable food, and get right with Jesus. <laughs> going to be tough sledding for a while, America. Kamala is going to try to convince the Russians not to invade the Ukraine. Yeah. This clown is out there talking about inflation at a 40-year high babbling and mumbling about child care and gas prices mm-hmm. and ports being open 24-7. I got good news. What? People are waking up, man. There's going to be a big Well, turnaround. I want to believe you that. And every people, time I believe that, I take in, another step back. In Canada, look what's going on. 
People are standing up for their freedoms. You feel that wave happening. That's a good thing. Okay. And for you personally, did you hear Eli and Peyton Manning's Manning cast is going to expand beyond football? Mm. Well, that's kind of funny. I know you like it. That's what I'm saying. They're going to do broadcasts for college football and golf and Mm. the UFC. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Dude, I'm Robbins is on the edge, David. I'm trying to help. <laughs> My gosh, I'm saying it's it's fun for for NFL. It's fun for a limited thing, but you start expanding out, it it just loses its luster a little bit. I understand. You like them, you know, Markley? You know what? I feel cheated. I never saw it. I oh, all you've of never friends, seen them do All that? of oh, my friends gosh. said it was really good, yes. but I never did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I will. I'll check it out. I was trying to be positive there. Okay. It's really been an honor for me. Thanks, you always buddy. got your friend case. Yeah. All right, we got Nimrods in the news to get to and a news update straight ahead. Goodbye. Bye now. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, real quick before your news update, David, is saw uh, actually the board that is John King at CNN. Yeah. Had of that poll talking about how bad Biden's doing. And when you actually see it, it does go to another level <laughs> of how much people disapprove because it, there's nothing that they approve of. It's like 56%. How many approve of the economy? 15%. Oof. Coronavirus, 6%. Oh. Personal traits, 4%. I mean, it just keeps going on down. That's incredible. Okay, news report, David. This is funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, some people who are driving Mazdas, uh, model year, or different models, but the, you're talking years 2014 to 2017 in mm-hmm. the Seattle area found that their car radio was stuck on NPR. We have found a fate worse than death. (laughs) (laughs) So so what they say happened, this has been going on for a couple of weeks, evidently. What happened is there was an update to the car's software. You know, it's not, you know, the, the traditional radio dial anymore. So there was an update that was sent out to, uh, to all the cars. And there was a problem with the image for the radio station that the the basically the onboard radio didn't know what to do with it, didn't know how to process it, and so it allowed it left you unable to change the station. In some cases, you could not connect Bluetooth to listen to whatever music you wanted to listen to or a podcast or whatever. You couldn't put a CD in there either. You were stuck with NP- <laughs> NPR. We're talking about equity. <laughs> yeah. We need more equity. If you use <laughs> if you use the generic emoji that is yellow, you could be trying to run away from your white privilege. That's very damaging, experts say, to your friends and family of color. 
Yellow and white. Are the, are the, I need to change the station. That, are the yeah, colors in my lemon meringue <laughs> When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Poor people. All right, Nimrods in the News. So, apparently a cop near Toronto pulled a woman over for driving erratically the other night. Okay. 2.30 in the morning. But uh, got to give her license, right? Yeah. Goes to get her license. Um, so I haven't been drinking, by the way. Cop could smell alcohol in her breath. So as she hands the ID, she didn't give him the ID. It was a mistake. She handed him a gift card for a nearby liquor store. <laughs> Jeez. On top of being hammered. She got DUI. And then a museum security guard in Russia got bored his first day and drew eyes on a million-dollar painting. <laughs> 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 That's Nimrod's <laughs> 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 <laughs>